Got my knock up in the G off in here, man. Hey, back to the future. It was written. Remember that? Back to the future. Focus keepers at the time, man. Have you ever heard life ain't a joke? Just take heed. Be prosperous, non preposterous monsters who make seeds. They're going to a hell of a sight. Father your friends and foes. Be level headed and never follow up silly hoes. A lot of characters embarrass you. Keep that in mind. Antagonists, protagonists, they all deserve it. Nah, not always evil. Some of your people just in general. Because the world we live in, yes, it's unpredictable. Now, as you read, comprehend, and understand it all. It's hard not to sin, even if you a man of God. So don't trip, cause mistakes is normal. Just keep fucking round. Life's like a no, see you can bust quicker, you can keep on stroking on both ends. Keep your options open, scoping every target a part of this crooked game. Niggas is cut through with the cleaver clutched in their hands. So I always think quick as the feet is sunk in the sand. The lesson and everything. Never fuck what they saying. Know what I'm saying? Eyes wide, lies laid the rest. And learn how to treat yourself. Too many days of stress. We don't talk to police, we don't watch the TV, we don't entertain the news, we don't march in the street. We the heart of the street, so we march every beat. Careful with your cell phone, it's the Mark of a beast, we don't talk to police, we don't watch the TV, we don't entertain the news, we don't march in the streets, we the heart of the streets, so we march every Yo, 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 it's JP on the FWN podcast. Fuck with me. It's the diary of the strong black people. Uh, I'm here today, man. Welcome to the rabbit hole, guys, once again. And I got a real good one for you guys today, man. I got my dog Kenneth Roche. Um, one of Savannah's own entrepreneurs that's working and doing what he need to do, man, to provide for his, man, him and his. And also in the midst of it, you know, he has a plan on helping our kids and our community. And this one of these things with us being from Savannah, Georgia, growing up here as kids and still being here, you know, now that we are adults, going back when we were younger and hoping that people that came before us and older generation was giving back to us. And that's what we were yearning for. And now that we are grown and we're looking back and now like, damn, boy, what a time has been, you know, we're actually now knew exactly what it took and the, the actual dedication and time that it takes to try to give back to our youth to get them one in a better position than where we were, but having, you know, mentors and influence, but also, you know, putting in the work and actually doing it. So I'm going to let bro go ahead and get in and introduce yourself. Let everybody know what he got going on. And you know how we going to do get back, get into the rabbit hole business. So it's on you, man. Yeah, I ain't going to lie, man. That, that was a wonderful introduction. You know, I, <laughs> I, you know, I like the thing, you know, sometimes, man, when people are talking, I'm like, who is that guy? You know, <laughs> Is that me? Nah, but um, just to kind of give y'all some insight. You know, I, I am Kenneth Ruscha. I'm from Savannah, Georgia. Um, I was born and raised in Savannah. Uh, definitely, uh, we go back, man. High school, like you said, uh, we actually uh, went to Groves together for a hot minute before I went to Jenkins. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of people, yeah, I think a lot of people hear this probably know that balance. So. <laughs> Shout out to my people at Grows. Trust me, it was never nothing personal. You know, so we can even get into that one. I think that's probably a good, that's a good segue too. We, we'll start talking about um, that Grows the Jenkins transition. But yeah, um, I graduated from Jenkins High School in 07. I'm giving my age away right now, but you know, we cool. here. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so I, I, I was in a space, you know, and um, 
I actually started off as just in management. So I've been in management probably for like about 10 years now. Um, probably y'all see me in different places from Walmart to McAllister's Deli um, to cookout. So, you know, I've managed in a lot of different areas and um, I just find myself going to different spaces and, you know, I'll go into a situation where, you know, they'll be doing a certain thing. And then when I come in, you know, I turn it up, you know, and I, I just saw numbers just always growing where I went. So in my last management position, you know, I started just really looking at myself and just challenging my future. So I started a marketing company. So um, we started a marketing company called Viva Connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Viva, you know, originally, you know, it was just really to get black entrepreneurs on. Actually, Viva stands for word of mouth. So it's word of mouth connections, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the biggest ways of getting uh, information around uh, one of the best vouchers, you know, because if somebody that you trust tells you about something, you, you're going to trust it. You're going to trust that product more. So that's originally where we started at. And I really couldn't get, you know, anybody to really like, like I had businesses like, yeah, they let me work with them, but I couldn't get nobody on a contract. And, you know, I couldn't get nobody to really take me serious. So I remember I remember being at the table with the team one day and I was like, bro, I got this idea. I was like, let's just show them what we can do. Let's just create a business. I was like, so when we originally started the business, you know, we named it and we named it Winging It. Mm-hmm. So That's a lot of people So a lot of people think Winging It is and sorry, just to let give you some insight, I do have a business now called Winging It Savannah, but we're getting into that. But um, yeah, so we we said uh, we're gonna call the business winging it because we just gonna wing it in the business and, and just do it. So, so that was the original concept, you know. Um, buffalo wings are my favorite food, so you know that's where we kind of went with it. So I always wanted to have a premium way of doing wings. Like everything, I always wanted to do. I always wanted to make it like better. So I was like, I was like, what's missing in the wing game? I was like, I can always find some decent wings, but where do I go in Savannah to find like some great wing wings or some premium wings or it's that night and I'm feeling good, you know. Because we don't have an American deli really that of wings that everybody has a A-Town wing. Y'all like think the, the one we got on a Geechee, but other than that, we don't have, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong though, Um, a wing place. We got Island Breeze with Jamaican. Yeah, you got, got 520. Asian. I got, think 520 okay, is about the staple. Across the street. Yeah, okay, I, so, I would say that's the staple of wings um, okay. for sure. Okay. Um. But even black, in that but space, black, black business, yeah, twenty black, yeah, black, okay. black on, yeah. Okay, cool. I would say even in that same space, though, I felt like it still wasn't a place that we could just even turn up another notch. Like, I really want to take my girl to a spot like you know, like let's just talk about some spots like out of town, like Slutty Vegan or mm-hmm. like Milk and Honey or these different mm-hmm. places that people visit to. You know, there's so much pride behind those places, like. We leave from Savannah to Hooters. go to Atlanta. Hooters. Yeah, we leave from Savannah to go all the way to Atlanta sometimes to go to these places. But we're Savannah. We're supposed to be a hospitality city and we don't have Tours. anything that represents us that way. So I said, you know, originally I wanted to build a business off of that. Mm-hmm. And then um, we started going to uh, basically going to where we started doing vegan options, too. So. Mm. I can give you an insight on what we do. So, um, Winging in Savannah, um, definitely just to plug y'all in right quick. If you want to keep up with us, uh, Winging in Savannah is on Instagram at W I N G, the letter N I T S A V. That's on Instagram and on Facebook. Find us at W I N G, the letter N I T 
S-A-V-A-N-N-A-A, Savannah. And um, like I said, definitely make sure y'all bang that follow button right quick. Don't worry. You can still hear it in your ear. We got technology now, so you can go hit the follow button and still be listening to the podcast right now. Trust me. And make sure you uh, listen to it on Apple Music. Shout out to my boy. But back to what we were saying, um, basically, like I said, we wanted to go for a wing spot originally and then premium wings. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to go into the vegan market heavy and go for vegan wings. So w- one of the biggest things I'll give you some sauce just because if they come to this podcast, you know, they'll get all the sauce right now. Cause I, I literally give all the blueprint of what I do, but mm-hmm. truth be told, a lot of what I do is literally not fight fighting the market. Mm-hmm. So when people are creating businesses, sometimes you know that somebody is trying to create this new great random thing that has no necessity in the world for real. And you're going to have to create the market for it. And that's crazy, bro, because you know why? <laughs> Everybody just feel like everything new has to be an invention. Yeah. It don't have to be that way because even if everybody's doing the same thing, you know, healthy competition is is great, but who's pushing someone to be better and not just better to be good, man, and to be great, you have to put people in uncomfortable positions to make them have to get out their comfort zone. Yeah. What are you making that same person that's selling wings just like you? What are you doing differently, differently. to draw mm-hmm. attention for them to love you know, not just the taste? Because a lot of people still just go places because it's good customer service. Oh, I'm I'm that customer for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm gonna go like, somewhere and customer service like, most, of the time. most people would go there and not even care about the price, but they just like the feeling because bro. Chick-fil-A is super fucking expensive. That shit is super. And and it's crazy because you you just feel warm and invited when you go to that gym. So you're going to spend the money because of the opportunity to just feel praised. Thank you for your business. It's like the motherfuckers wake up every morning even if they're having a bad day, somehow psychologically, they turn that bitch off before they walk through that door. And when through those hours that they dealing with you, I've never seen a nigga at Chick-fil-A just was like, you know, what you want? Or, you know, or just, hey, yeah, now, what you say? Or can you repeat that? Or such and such is down, whatever, whatever. Really, how many times have you really had to ask for a manager at Chick-fil-A? I Other than know. your order probably yeah. being wrong. And when you're wrong, and your order was a mistake of just, Somebody just dropped the wrong shit in the bag or didn't put the shit in the bag. Um, I'll never forget one time in Chick-fil-A, bro. I went for breakfast and got down. I ordered a breakfast chicken sandwich, bro. And um, got down. I get all the way back to the house. I got the the Chick-fil-A meal, chicken sandwich meal, like number one or some shit. Get all the way to the house, man. And realize, bro, the most important thing was missing out my fucking meal, which is I got just a biscuit wrapped up in that foil. <laughs> like they forgot to put my chicken between my biscuit, hey, bro. God. Like, and I called, man, and like they were just like, oh my God, I'm sorry. First of all, that's good customer service. But second of all, they really were just like, damn, we fucked up. How is somebody just really just missing, forget to put your chicken in that foil? That means, bro. The shit don't come pre-wrapped. You got to put the biscuit and wrap that bitch up and throw it in the bag. Somebody dropped the ball 
humongously, <laughs> bro. And that's what they're thinking when they're apologizing too. But man, they rectified that that situation and they were just like, you know what? With they gave me like $30. And they knew they had to give me like a $30 credit because that one time meal, bro, just depending on what it is, that one visit, depending on how big my family is. Shit, twenty dollars, ten dollars ain't gonna get me shit at, at Chick Fil A. Mm. You got to give me up to fifty dollars, cause that's the only way. Like that, you're not gonna just give me my order. Like you're gonna rectify it, the whole thing. And with black-owned businesses, that's one thing that I try to get business owners to understand, bro. It's not that some people do just bash your your business when you make a mistake. We have the shortest leash when it comes to giving grace and mercy, like we was talking earlier, of giving each other room to improve and just accepting our mistakes yeah. and just letting us grow from it and letting us say, you know what, my bad, I'm going to do it. But people now, as business owners, are so afraid to just not mess up or to rectify it immediately like they would sit up there and ride with a lie with it or try to brush it off to where you they will hope you don't notice it. I think a lot of things is if we just be honest with ourselves and be honest with the customer of saying, listen, I know I was supposed to get you X, Y, and Z by this time, you know, but unfortunately time, things happen and I apologize. What time did you say? I know we said that I needed to have whatever, whatever by seven, but look, I need an extra day or something so I can make sure this usually does not happen, but I'm going to tell you this, I can have it by seven o'clock tomorrow, right? Or seven o'clock on Tuesday. Now people got to be more understanding. Now, if it's a crunch time that you, you asked them to give you your stuff by the day that you needed it for them to mess that up. Yeah. That's why they probably mentally feel like, damn, I can't tell them because they needed the day. I don't have an extended time, but if you're like me, you give them a chance to deliver a couple of days before, just in case of time, they need extra time. If you just say, I know you need it by seven, but I need, if I said Sunday, I can get it to you by two, uh, by, by Monday, by four, seven o'clock, right? When you give them a time, I think we also should be working towards getting it to them as early as possible before that time that you gave them. That is how you rectify your situation too. Well, listen, you were so gracious to give me and extend my time to make sure I did everything for you. But I know I said at seven, but here it is at 11 o'clock. I wanted to make sure I got it to you as quick as possible to let you know, A, that usually don't happen, life happens, and B, I am sincerely sorry that that happened. And I want to make sure, even though I didn't deliver in the time that I initially told you, but I want to show you that I want to make sure your business is valued and I'm going to get it to you as soon as possible. And I think that's what we need to start opening up our mind when it comes to accepting each other's mistakes in our black owned businesses. If we do that, I think our success with it would be a lot more, you know what I'm saying? A lot higher. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. And um, definitely hard on a lot of stuff that I was going into. Um, I think for starters, I mean, with me personally, um, I think I can speak for that the best way. My whole goal was always uh, to deliver service. Customer service was really where we started from. Actually, our our um, 
our motto is our goal is to be the examples of outstanding customer service, you know, and um, I tell people all the time, man, I, I, I sell customer service and I give food away for free. Mm-hmm. I, I sell customer service and I give food away for free. So a lot of people look at sometimes you got to you got to also think about the human anatomy too, and like even the mindset of a human. Mm-hmm. Somebody who sees even a price of something that's expensive or sees the price of something that's cheap. Mm-hmm. What really puts value on cheap or expensive other than your experience with it, you know, or how you feel about it? So I would say usually in my space, when I'm thinking about customer service, I say my price could be the most expensive or the cheapest. Mm -hmm. People really wouldn't mind at that point because we're giving ultimate customer service. So Mm -hmm. my goal is always going to be always to give good customer service. Um, And like I said, I think in black business, you know, it has gotten a wrap for bad customer service. And I understand why. Um, A lot of times, you know, in black business, most of the time we do support our our people first. Like Mm -hmm. in a black community, a black business would normally get supported by black people first. Mm -hmm. The catch in that space is sometimes these black business owners, well, I can say it like this. Let's just say if you came, right? You my boy, right? Mm-hmm. Compared to a random guy coming. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you better service than I would give a random person. Boom. Okay. I'm not going to homeboy you when you walk up. I'm not going... We've known each other for years when you walk up. Mm-hmm. I'm going I'm to turn up even more because we've known each other for years. I'm going to turn up even more because we like, we're late. Because of, I'm, I'm actually your friend and I'm supporting you. And we should think and hope and know that your friends, at least they're the ones that's going to tip higher. And that's going to say, bruh, I'm loving this shit. Oh, bro. I can tell you that ain't going to happen. Well, that, okay, <laughs> because of the actions that we have, the actions, right? But loyalty, yeah, friendship, yeah. part, you know, of saying that we fucking with each other, not just because of me just a, as a person supporting your business as your that somebody that says I'm down for you, I fuck with you, I want to see you succeed. If nobody else supports you from the ends of the earth, at least I should. Yeah. At least and, and that's I a should. real thing in the black community. And that's something we do need to address, honestly. I mean, a lot of times, like you said, we don't give black business owners grace period. But also I feel like it's a it's a it's a certain type of support. I mean, I'm I'm against offensive about it because when I originally started, you know, I used to want my certain peers to really like take it in. And I'm still I'm still kind of sensitive to my crap like that. You know, I still find myself wanting this certain 30 people on Facebook to like and come to my food. But I'm but I'm literally doing fifty thousand people, you know, a month. You know, so it's like when people even say like sometimes the money, like Trust me, I, I'm I make bank, but I'm not I'm it's, not even in a space where support. that ignores me. Yeah, it's the support, not the va- the monetary value. Yeah. it's just yeah. showing your support. Even with this, like I tell you about the people that I reached out in the beginning about it. You know, a lot of people just say that, hey man, I really don't have nothing to bring to the table, bring to the table with it. But what I can do is support. And I'm going to scream it to the mountaintop. Um, people look at it as the saying, well, oh, I should just lay down the red carpet. 
for you and kiss your ass or whatever, whatever. But it's certain people as as human that we expect a certain level of 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 loyalty of support. And that's just that's that's just one of them things where that's just an unwritten rule. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not just saying that you just got to bow down, but of showing support of, bruh, do your thing. Because you never know when that person, depending on how they hit big with it, that can be your job opportunity. Well, well, see, that's the part that people don't never want to talk about, but then at that point, that person changed. But I always say, if you feel like a person changed after success, it was a point in time where that person probably could have used you, and now that season is over. Mm. They, 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 you back then, you you could have been a necessity, mm-hmm. but that's now in my life that I, I've prepared now. Not only not you're not a necessity, now you're a liability to my life because I gotta, I gotta. You're not moving to a time. You're not, right? you're not on, the, you're not on, the, you're not on this, you know, on this line right but now. Then the crazy thing about it is, is we do change. Now we do, but the thing about it is we look at changing in the same box of we think just changing period is, is shitting on somebody. Oh yeah. Me thinking differently and thinking further than where we were, bro. That's just, why should, why can't I do that? You know, that's what you should do. You know what I'm saying? We should want more and not more so much of the monetary more, but feeding our mentals to where we are mentally further along than it oh, yeah. used to be. I definitely That's agree. what people keep, they keep thinking the money is what gets people to quote unquote think more because people more successful. They try to teach you, hey, start reading more. So the the process of doing more and knowing what you go through and do, people think, oh, you change it because oh, because you think you read a little bit of books. You're just so smart. Now you, but the thing about it is that is insecurities on other people oh, yeah, too. Because that's some, all it now is. some people just like, you know, we gonna get to this nigga like Stephen A. Smith, you know, knowing he's the type of person to where when he was younger, he got picked on because he couldn't read. His reading level was still elementary when he was middle school and high school. They picked on him. He didn't like that. Now, we, it's a difference when, when you're going through your trauma. Some people let it consume them and keep them down so they can use that as a crutch to make excuses on why. Some of us, like Stephen A., Mike, Michael Jordan, Kwame Brown, shout out to Kwame, um, they use that trauma for fuel. Now, Stephen A. is one of them that he took it so personal. He made it his business to change his life, to go back and do to people the same thing they did to him. He got with uh these folks are probably going to always stay the same and not move forward because they don't like to read. Just because they know how to read, but they're not going to study the encyclopedia. They're not going to study the dictionary. So he think his vocabulary and how slow he say his words or how he drop his words in his sentences in the vocabulary, he realized that that was a way to insult people and treat them a certain way 
and they never noticed. And the thing about it is when he got what he got, he forgot where he came from. And a lot of people think that everybody is on that type of time because some do do that. He's one that did that, but not everybody's like that. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody. We all have memories like elephants and we remember the ones that shitted on us, talked about us. But the thing about it is be better than that. You know, they're going to have it one nine times out of ten, a person like him, all those people that did him wrong, he always knew they would need him one day. But he knew that in the spiteful spirit that he had, he was like, I know they're going to need it and I'm going to make sure they know they bow down when they come in. Act. They know I remember you fucking me over. I remember you talking shit about me. I remember you teasing me. So I'm going to let you know. And I want you to be there to where you have to come in bed. Because, and not say big, but he wants it to make it seem like, in my opinion, that having to come and ask him for something is tucking their tail and, and, and having to say, hey, I apologize. Now, real people who did things to you in the past when they know they were wrong and when they grow, you don't have to remind a motherfucker that how they did you wrong back then for you to keep them and bond, you know, to, to shit on them. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to do that. Real people that grow through time and know that their back in the day was wrong, they will come up to you as they're knowing that you have an opportunity to help them move. They will come to you to mend whatever that happened. You know, listen, bro, what, what happened in the past was the past. We were young. Most of the, and most of the shit, they were kids, cuz they're immature. So they would come to you, you know, bro, listen, all that stuff we went through when we were kids, we were immature. I, I learned from that. I knew that was wrong. And, you know, you're a good person. And even though some of the things that I contribute to made you who you are today to, to thrive, but that's not me anymore. And people who grow and, and, and have confidence in themselves and have changed their lives, you don't have to shit on them when they come because they will come to you in a mode of you can see that they change because they're going to come to you you're not going to have to tell them well if i do this i need you to apologize to me and that just goes back to top to where like you said the people do change but it's most of the time it's for the best though. oh yeah, yeah it's, people, it's for the best yeah and um and and like i said man people sometimes like I said it's either you miss that time period not your liability, but um, I would say the main thing right now, of course, we can go back into winging it. Um, yeah, the main thing I really wanted to create the business was based around, um, of course, having something that we can take pride in. So um, I think where we left off was, is like I say, we will have these prideful places, let's say like Slutty Vegan and all mm-hmm. these different restaurants. And I always said, man, I wanted to have something like that that we can have in Savannah mm-hmm. that we can tell people, hey, you come to Savannah for this. So yeah, that was the whole goal with winging it, man. And um, yeah, I think yeah we started and we started in last October with the whole concept. Literally mm-hmm. started. We're coming up on the anniversary, October thirtieth. Okay, so um, it's a year. In. I say I would say a year since the concept started. I think we didn't even get booked until like February, January of this month or okay. this year. So yeah, we um ten um you know what not uh not even eight what eight or seven. Yeah. Well, I say right about nine. 
Nah. Yeah, about nine months difference. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I would say uh, probably after January, it's been up. I mean, after March, you know, we've been at the space now where we're booked into 2022 right now. So, mm. yeah. Um, so, hey, and I'm talking about, I didn't know that y'all would be on the weekends. Like, you, it was bookings, right? Yeah. I thought you was really just like, had like a food truck or you, so you go and set up like, the the moon bounces like how they order. Yeah, yeah. We, so you are actually a catering business yeah, I would that say you a, go and do. So I, I would say it's a catering style, but I would say just to even give you more direct, we're kind of like pioneers on what we're doing. So what we are classified as is a, a social media restaurant. Oh, so you just uh, you just like an event that they just they they book you and they ask you to come in X amount of time. They give you and say, I just need you for five hours to do this event. And I want you to be there to cater. Similar, um, it's more on like the like I build partnerships and relations with traffic. Okay. So one of the things I always tell people, even when I'm doing my mentorships, is you have to pay for leads too. Mm-hmm. So paying for leads is just getting yeah. around people, just trying to That's get traffic as much as mm-hmm. as you can. So I do like partnerships with like distilleries in Savannah. Mm. I do partnerships with like leagues. Like I don't know if you heard of the Amped Up Football Fight Football League. And basically what I do is we'll set up a space where basically we'll have a group of people, right? Mm-hmm. But we'll, we'll force the experience to have to make it where you, you want to, you want to. Because them. they, they, if it's they're right, hungry, it's right a there. great time. Or if you had a little league baseball game and the concession stand is not, if, if you got something, the concession stand don't have. And it's like a baseball tournament that's wow, all day. We finesse. We we set up as a concession stand at those spots. Oh, oh, so so you take whoever the boosters or whatever that was using that space that day, and you move them out, and you have that stand. So we and do. you're the sole we're the all day long. You're the concession stand. We're the concession okay. stand, and and then not to mention we we so we also book events too. Mm-hmm. So let's just say like we had an event recently. Um, our, our sip and paint event. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll book people to come to an event, but be the food vendor for the event. Okay. Man, and it's so <laughs> crazy because I thought you had like a food truck or a business that yeah. y'all be setting up every day. My dumb ass, I'm like, hey man, shit. No, we come later. Do. When you come later, you can got down no, the wings. Do. I thought you was set up. Well, I'm so- like, bro, bring me some of them wings. Let me try them while you come through on the pie. You was like, you know. So I'm like, damn, okay. Let me no. now he's gonna come in and give me more information. Now no, I know and, when I can do that. No, I promise you he's on point because actually it's crazy because today is Wednesday. So okay. technically, when I was going and we were trying to get name up, we were always having this pickup time called Winging It Wednesday. So we used to do oh, pickups during right. the week. So we used to always, so we used to always do pickups, but this is the part. Mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time, it, it started getting into a demand space. So I, t- I asked people this question when I talk about the business. I'm like, would you work 10 hours for $500? And people are like, yeah, I would work 10 hours for $500. I said, well, then for three hours on the weekend, would you work for $2,000? <laughs> But for for how long? For two hours. For two. Well, and 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 when you saying that, like, you have to look on the as a business owner too, and you keep expressing my team. So the, the you had to get you had to pay that get yourself and bet on yourself to get the leads and get the stone cold events because 
the money has to reflect because you have a team. So you can't still look at it as because this is your baby. All in all, everybody is just doing their their part on what they feel like they can contribute to it. Yeah. Right. But they're still putting their time and effort in it and giving you the long hours to help you for your baby to grow. So five hundred dollars for eight hours. That's if you were doing all the work yourself. But your team, it got to be two thousand. So. If everybody is getting 200 for those two hours as a team with the 2000, yeah, but 500 for eight people, they kind of get tripped up when you giving your business, you know what I'm saying? Pitching it for the help. A lot of people do that. And it's just like, you know, they don't really trust the person that the vision and the dream is pushing. They just think a lot of people just want to ask people for help because they don't want to do things their own self and they would like just spread out the work. And that's what I got from it on myself too because the responses that I got is like, you know, a lot of people are just saying with the money, with the money, what's it, you know, what they get out of it. And it's just like people don't understand is I'm asking you to bring what you got. Well, not to mention investments is one thing. So my rebuttal with that to be is, I mean, truth be told, I, I have a team, but my team has a, a per hour pay. Okay. So, and me, and, and even in that same space, you know, I'm, I'm setting my team up. Also, it's a thing that in the black community we don't understand. It's called sweat equity. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my, my team is set up in my sweat equity program, which is they'll have ownership in the company eventually. But see, and the crazy thing about it, too, don't mean to cut you off with because you, you keep you keep giving me things about it, and now we gonna and we gonna stay with this. We're not gonna go to the other one unless you know we get there. But I, I like this where we going at. And me talking is a lot of questions, and I'm trying to get clarity on this because you're giving me so much knowledge on on your business set, right? Because and also you a lot farther than me with this. So this is a definite teaching moment. So I hope everybody. Is definitely getting down to it this shit too, because you spent some shit, right? So people, what I do realize too is just looking at Facebook, right? When I first went into this, a lot of people just post their LLCs, that first email oh, that they send you, right? I hate that. And stop, that was stop just, doing that's that. The, that's the $100 processing fee, right? My nigga. Stop doing it, y'all. I got that same email when I first paid that $100, right? <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking I'm in that bitch, right? Man, after I did that, bro, week two when they said it's done processing, right? I started getting all kind of mail coming to the house. Insurance. Paying for the name. Paying for labor laws. Let's loans. talk about it. Insurance. Let's talk about Bruh, it. I don't, and that's money, and they're asking for money. That LLC is not even, but a lot of people have not been educating oh, yeah. our people. They're just saying, I got this, and they're not helping people. they just thinking that, that $100 got you in the game. Well, we haven't seen people post LLCs, and then you don't even see the business today. Exactly. You know, and it's crazy. I, that is one of my biggest pet peeves. And then I always say, how can you post a business that you haven't even made money from yet? Like, 
Yeah. I, I just but but, the, but and it's and <laughs> and I just think it is uh a lot of people are afraid of losing relevancy. Yeah. From their living off relevance. Oh, content. Uh, uh, content uh, uh, is a, uh, a resume. Hell of a, drug. A, a, a resume from kids. A lot of people, from what I see, they have not migrated into understanding we are adults now. Oh, yeah. They still, still got that high school mindset on a lot of people. But they're living off of the high school resume. And in this area, too. We were not taught and prepared. The next step after we leave y'all these these walls as being kids on how to prepare us for being adults. Not even, in Chatham County. Even at no. 19, 20, 21, 22, we felt like the college round was even the purgatory before we get to adults. So we even wasted three to four more years because we want to just say we in school. That's why we ain't where we need to be yet. So we will waste that time for the degree or whatever, whatever, but now that we are 30, 30, motherfuckers still have not gotten it, but a lot of people have. A lot of people starting to realize secretly that they're, they had not prepared themselves for real life, so they're reaching. So relevancy is, and, and now it's so easy for somebody to go viral and for somebody bro. to do anything now for you to just grab on to something, it's so easy to just pick something up and create your relevancy like that now to where you didn't have to worry about where you prepared yourself from childhood to now. And when people can't find that one thing or just stumble into that to get them where they need to be, a lot of people are panicking. So the LLC is, oh, I'm out here grinding, you know what I'm saying, moving silence, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, I mean... So are you preparing us to know that this is, you know, what you have been working on? Like, okay, we haven't even gotten the flyer or whatever, whatever. Like you're saying, hey, guys, I've been working on this and here we got, I got my license. I got my, it's not even a license. I got my piece of paper That's to say that I have an idea. It's the so secretary you not, just saying you can have that name. You ha- I bought me a name <laughs> that I own that you can't take. That's it. So even if it flop, you can't take that. That's it's it. going to be mine. But they have not even, you know, gotten the building, the, the stuff. Like, you haven't even started that process. You haven't even made a profit. But the crazy thing about it, all that took right there was 10 minutes of just applying and paying a hundred dollars. So I just, people still, and some people are different. Cause like me, I did it backwards. I started building this, building this, building this, building this, building this. And when I found out how to, I wanted to finally push forward with making it. Then I went and paid that $100. So shit, I'm one of the ones who thought my nigga, all I did was pay for the name. I'm good. Bruh. Don't take my name. It's a podcast. Let's move. It was like, no, 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 no. It's Don't you have a team? Too. Don't you have people? Don't you have, you say, one day you're yeah, going to be yeah, able no. to you're hire people? Does so now no. I got to have a labor law. Insurance. Insurance. <laughs> to make sure, but I doubt, I doubt a nigga will. But even where it's at now, I don't see nobody slipping and falling in the living room. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when I go and move forward to the studios, you know, to be able to fix stuff, to be able to make sure if this, you know, 
somebody gets hurt from the job, labor laws or um um uh health uh care or um short-term disability, leave money, PTO, you know, certain things like that that you want to have for people on the media realm of a holistic podcast of where I'm going at. But as of right now, it's such a free reign that everybody just come in and get what you need out of it. And let me just give you confidence on what you're doing with yourself yeah. because it's not any micromanagement. Just come and get the confidence. And I'm going to bring other people in to give you the confidence of knowing how to have somebody looking up to you and showing them the ropes when you come in, when they come in. So you're getting that part of leadership. Whatever people come in as, depending on when you come in, if you have just coming in to create your own and not saying that you're coming in and you somebody's already doing it, but if you are coming into something unique that you can start, you come in, anybody else that has that same mindset or same goal or same uh, craft, then they come up under you for you to show them the ropes. Since you've already been here, somebody got to show them what's going on. Sure, that's your department. That is your, you are over that. So that teaches you how to finally deal with people's personalities and whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And the, you don't have to, you don't have to uh, report to anybody. You know what I'm saying? When you have a department or you have something that you lead, you are the end all be all. Now, all I am is the fireman that put out the fire. Just don't, you can't make a huge decision without just, at least just bring it to my attention. Like, most of the time, anybody that brings something to me, it's just like, you sure? Like, yeah, all right, bet. All I want is the respect of you bringing it to my attention. But more so, bro, most of this stuff I've never did. Most of the stuff that people bring, I've never done it before. So I'm assuming you are the expert at whatever. So whatever choices that you make about that crowd, I trust that you know what you're doing. Now, any business decisions, and yes, we definitely have to come. But any decisions, though, it's like the editing part. Hey, man, what you think about this? Yeah, just bring it to my attention. But this is your craft of being the editor. So whatever your creativity take you at, go for it. Yeah. Just bring it to my attention. I just want to know the finished product. Just bring it to because I'm the one who got to post it. Until I find somebody who I can strictly just get to do it all. But admins wise, I think as the CEO or the person that's created it, you feel more inclined and comfortable that you do the admins of that's the holistic part, but any small thing of admins of just being the fingers typing stuff, you will give somebody, but to review it and be the one that pushes it out, you want to be the one to do it. Well, I mean, honestly, even going in deeper into that, I mean, it is a part of entrepreneurship that isn't hard. Though. So I'll just be real with you um, and, and the audience, you know, when you're an entrepreneur starting off, it ain't going to be pretty. You you mm -hmm. are going to be doing everything. Mm -hmm. So so the thought of having somebody else, trust me, starting off, unless you just got set up in a position or you come from a family that's got it, it's going to be hard and you're going to be doing everything. You know, the real, you won't have anybody that sees your dream the way you see it. And 
I mean, even I even get even open about me. Like I would say from it was a spurt of time from January to March um, where, you know, I couldn't get anybody to pull up. Like <laughs> I'm talking about I couldn't get nobody to pull up. And I, I was in a space where I was starting to just I said, you know what? I just got to learn the market. So I started I started finessing. Like I'll even teach y'all the game right now. I started saying I was sold out. <laughs> so I started hitting them with and hey, we sold out. Better hurry up, y'all. boy. It's selling out quick. No, no, you already missed it. Oh, so now the next time around, they want to make sure they well, at the end of the day, like, I mean, that's this market that's don't market. want to this market don't want to miss Savannah don't Savannah uh, wanna right. miss something, but don't want to miss something. And they want to ride away. That's but it. that's oh, not. Yeah. But that's not just Savannah. Though. Oh yeah. Well, true. That's well, just, think that's, about that's like that's this. The human. In, that's the human energy right now. Yeah. Who do, who doesn't right want to support a winner though? Like yeah. who wants to support uh, average or a loser? Mm-hmm. Like when have you ever wanted to support a, a average or a loser? Mm-hmm. We want to support winners. That's a human nature. So entrepreneurs looking for support out there right now, and you just started three months ago, and nobody know what the hell you're doing, bro. Keep going. Trust me, the work will speak for itself. White but. people been faking it till they make it and for the longest. And they taught us that. But the thing about it is because they want us to try so hard to fake it. But we know that's not really the right way to do it. But because the mindset in the mind that they have they have made us process and condition us to that mm-hmm. we have to love someone's wealth and hate ourselves, but to adore and want to be that person or be better than that person when all we got to do is, you know, ask them how they got it and just work together to be because at the end of the day, healthy competition is just what it is. But to still help each other enough to give you the blueprint and give you how the way to train, the way to be great. After I give you, I believe everybody should start at the same starting line. I think no I think competitive edge is not having somebody coming in blindly and you have the competitive edge. Knowing the place, knowing the time, and knowing the the rules. That's all you need. Knowing the place, the time, and the rules. And as long as we both have the same amount of time to prepare, I can't, I don't, that's, that is our same starting line. How you prepare and how I prepare to be the best, that's different. But us starting at the same space and you game plan and I game plan and we know what time the game start. We know where the game is starting at. That's a fair part. I believe we need, but people think I should know how a person coming at the beginning so I can, bro, as long as you prepare yourself the best way that you can, it don't matter what somebody's game plan is and how they come. You have prepared yourself in whatever situation you don't walk in. I'm a person that I have full confidence in myself, head up with anybody that's what it is, what it is, because I'm going to do things that somebody else feels like that's doing too much. Well, I mean, I think even to go back on what you said, I think it's it's a balanced out uh, beam when you think about it, because think about the person that technically has like a financial edge or a clout edge or a popularity edge. Mm hmm. What I like to think is this person who had to come up and made it up to that space, mm-hmm. that that person is going to have a grind and an experience that this person never experienced. Okay. 
And I feel like that is what keeps you. I feel like Cloud haven't even bread to set, well, bread, I don't, bread to set you up. Like, if you mm-hmm. got money, money make money. That's what the world is. Money make money. So, yeah. what I'm saying off of just Cloud and just like somebody just putting you on. Somebody can put you on only but so long until you got to actually like, you know, perform. But I feel like I feel like that person that doesn't have that actual competitive edge, like I say financial or clout or like like somebody put them on, I would say the person that's going against them that had to come all the way up out the mud, that person technically is eventually going to have an advantage. So this is why, you know, I give Max Kellerman the benefit of the doubt. Um, he says this all the time when they were talking about the Tim Tebow thing, how Tim Tebow just came back and got opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. I respect his response and his answer to it because he says, why should he knows as a white man, him and Tim Tebow, they have privilege and they have clout or the advantage. He says, but why should I give that up to somebody who is less? rather than using my privilege and my advantage to help catapult them, right? Yeah. That's what we should do. Just because somebody's starting with that, you know that person is trying to do the same thing that you're doing. Take them by the hand. The only time that you look down on a man is when you're picking him up. That's the only time you look down on a man. So I feel like, like this, right? The problem is somebody has that clout that privilege, that advantage in our community, right? You bring somebody on, you're using yourself, your shoulders, your arms to catapult this person up, right? The problem is when we let you say, okay, climb up my shoulders, get up there. Instead of just getting up there one step and looking down, grabbing me up, coming one step, me looking back down, we catapult this person and he flies or this person moves so fast and get so far up when they finally get up there and look down, they're like, they know what they're supposed to do by looking out for you to bring you up, but they've moved so quickly and stood on your head and used you as a boost to catapult so hard. You're so far down, they're looking at you like, but I gotta go way back, back down there. Like, that's pretty fucking far. Hey, you can't find nothing to get up here. Like, you want me to come back down there? So now, Instead of just step by step, you pull me up. Okay, I'm here. I see where it's at. All right, here you go. Boom. All right, you see where it's at. All right, I got enough right here. Boom. Because that keeps us level to where as much as you know immediately, all I need to know is that little bit so I can move up and take advantage with that. But when you catapult so fastly and move and forget about where you came from, you have processed so much information you don't know how to get back to the basics to help me. Not. So when you're helping me, you've went so much further in knowledge that, bruh, I've never been there. I'm still here. So when you have to talk back down to the level that the last level that we've been to, you're so far ahead that you don't either A, remember how to get back down there, or B, you feel like, now I got to summon myself down to get this motherfucker to understand me. And that's our issue. Instead of just keeping each other level step by step helping, we'll never feel like we too much to do whatever we won't feel like. It's such a, oh, that's so ghetto to go back down there. 
Like, if we just keep remembering where we came from and step by step keep helping each other, I think that is what we catapult us. I mean, it just correct me if I'm wrong. If you have, if you see another way of, I mean, I mean, I, I agree. Um, I think in that same space, I guess we can look at it from two angles. I, I would see it as more of a forward, a forward pace. So I would say, if a person was used like almost like I would say walking on each other's back, mm-hmm. but eventually, like my legs can work now. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't need you to walk no more. Okay. We still need to keep walking. But wait. And, and going. So, so check it. Your feet work. You know, I've been walking and carrying you this whole time. You saying, okay, my feet work. I can walk fast. Let's continue walking. But you had time to rest your feet. I've been carrying you. Why can't you say, listen, bro, you've been carrying me. My feet good. Come on and jump on my back so you can rest. Well, yeah. In that same space, though, I, I think, like I said, when you get that person who's ahead, you know, you continue, y'all, y'all continue the same path. I mean, so I, I agree. I think the biggest thing in that, though, is people just sometimes don't want to have a space where, like, no, everybody sometimes wants to be in the position. Everybody naturally, by human nature, wants the top spot. And it's weird. I mean, you even said some of the stuff that I think me and you kind of relate on is I personally like the lead from a servant standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I told I, I said on one of my posts one time like I master how to lead from a servant space, and it's just it's only because like I know I can lead in a space and not have to have the the loudest mouth, but I know I can put position together. I know I can put people in in the right spaces. So I think um I think that's one of the ones that you know it's just if we if we saw more winners in our community. I think sometimes the people that we did see win in in the past, you know, even like the OGs, I give the OGs a hard time a lot of times because I'm like, y'all are y'all are just sit back and just say, hey, we had to work hard, so you got to get it just as hard out the mud too, mm, instead of instead of and let's go about this thing calculated. But they hey, don't know you how. got to a space. Well, they don't know how. well, that's because the part they, they don't know the next. They don't like, know the next like we talked about mm. earlier. They didn't have that lucrative dangling carrot of success that yeah. we have now, they had to back then. And they're looking at a pocket watching and looking at what we are capable of grasping so quickly these days. And they're like, bro, like, look what y'all got. We didn't have that. So if you want what I got, you got to get it the same way I get it. Yeah. Versus so the flip way of saying, listen, old school, I know how to get this shit fast. I respect you because you're my elder. I'm gonna. I'm never gonna step on you and disrespect you just because I know more or have more. You, my elder, I respect you. You the one got me morally where I'm at right now. However, kind of past the book this time. Oh, yeah. Let us, since I know how fast it's moving and you're a little slower because of time. Let me get up there because I know how time is moving. Stop holding this shit hostage, and you not. Adapting to time, not even adapting, not doing that, and just sitting on it. Just sitting on it because you dying on it. You don't want to lose it because you're so afraid that if you give it up, you won't know what else you can do. Because that is your only source of power and freedom that you have. And as a community, that's what we got to stop doing. We got to stop thinking that if we give up or we pass pass the baton, we don't have no more existence. We hold on the clout resume. And and, Ooh, resume. And, and we hold on to 
you know, the notoriety so much, we don't want to lose it. And we will hold on to something because that's the only source of what people know us for. And they have to come to us. If we give it up, they will go to somebody in the fear of people forgetting about you. And somebody else taking the torch from it. Like, instead of just saying, bro, I put in my time. I did what I did. I got the notoriety. I got the, the thing of it. We all get old and we all time passes us. We are so afraid of letting time. All the time is undefeated. We got to stop. We got to start realizing it will defeat us. Well, my, we thing is, my thing is, I don't even see how people can have that fear, but then work for a company for 30 and 40 years. Because that's all they need. But, but it's just, it's, it's crazy to have that fear. Like, that's, 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 that's my fear. Our generation would never be like that. My fear is that I have to wait till I'm 67 just to finally start living my life or get some peace of mind or my time back. No. Not with us. We I'm can't not doing know. it. That 67 would not, would not be there. What what people are afraid of is our Super Bowl and our congratulations and well done in the black community was you work, you bring your lunch pail, you put in your years, and you have pension. And you have a clock in a car. You have a pension and you have retirement. A house and a car. That's all. And a nice clock. That's all. And a and a uh a Toyota Avalon. Yeah. The, new one, the, new the, the, the newest Avalon. That's the oh a Lincoln. Yeah. Oh, a Lincoln. A Lincoln. That is the retirement. You know, that is the retirement car. Yeah. You're gonna buy something and show this is my I'm done with working. This is my this is my we had to I buy ourselves our dream cars. Not until we retired. Can't do it. That and that's what the generation before us had. But the thank God they started. You know what I'm saying? Taking that away. See, people start thinking that they're just trying to, they, white people was holding us back when oh, yeah. old people, when the generation before. They're not so much holding us back now. We have to look at this as they are really showing us that, bruh, the way that the world is going, you got to go out there and get your own. We're not about to allow you to feel comfortable like they felt. They took the pension away. They made you now say 401k. So now you got to stay with a company to, and then now you have to match what they give you. And you're not fully invested until you put in six years. So you can't stay there for two. You only get back what you put in the 401k under six years and it's taxed at 48%. So if you want to leave and take that with you, and once you leave that, who, who's going to it's getting taxed again but who's going to when they quit and leave actually now look for something else and just transfer that money over nobody uses the long game like that no more but that's generational wealth but also we have to realize that they never they never ever relied on retirement when they say they're retired that just means they're not doing anything anymore not we think when they retire, oh, they done got they they getting money for it. a lot of them, bro. What are supposed to get Social Security? They have set themselves up so hard to where they know their businesses has now everything going to where they have different streams of income. They have land. They have these apartment complexes. They have these rent. 
It was rents, the buildings. They, were, they don't have to, when they retire, it's like, okay, whatever that I was, whatever corporation I was running, yeah, I just gave that shit to let somebody else run it. When I retired, I just let, I passed it on. It is my name. I'm going to continue to get the overhead for it, but I'm never stepping in that office again. I have everybody in a position that will count my money, give me my money, and keep these lights on. Because I put somebody in place to pass the torch to, you just going to give me my, my overhead. Um, you know what I'm saying? But that's how they set it up. But I've, I've for the last few months, I've been look, listen, looking at old sayings that we just, we took for granted, but then we look, took it too figuratively. You know what I'm saying? That I realized is a bunch of bullshit. Like, um, when we were talking about the old heads, like, uh, we used, when we were little, right? When you were saying how you live for service, right? And that's what you go by, right? Because you learned things and you seen what the market was and you did, uh, you followed a certain blueprint and we got you where you at, right? When we were younger, right? Our parents, we had friends, we would do stupid shit with them get in trouble or that teacher keep calling saying we a class clown or something like that. So when we get home, we get in trouble. Our mamas yell at us and say, bruh, but we, we out somewhere progressive, whatever, whatever. And you know, we doing stupid shit with our friends and we get in trouble. So what's the first thing she said to us when she chastising us? Boy, or our granddaddies or uncles, boy, be a leader, not a follower. I think that was the biggest, in my opinion, they never gave us why behind things and they never elaborated on things. It just stuck. Being a leader and not a follower, that was the biggest misconception and misleading thing that I ever realized that they gave us because other than it takes a village to raise a child. But be a leader, not a follower. The best leaders are the greatest followers. They should have said, boy, listen, learn right from wrong. You don't just follow anybody. You don't just follow everybody. But they generalize it, be a leader, not a follower. But the thing about it is, if the greatest leaders are the most greatest followers, that means be a leader, not a follower. I can't see somebody doing great and say, hey, man, hey, bro, how you, how you got on like that? Bro, listen. Yeah, I got the blueprint, bro. You just follow these things. I that's following, right? Following. I have to follow somebody to become a leader. And the greatest ones, LeBron, anybody that are leaders, they sit there up under certain people and they align themselves with certain people that they know and they study them. What you doing? How you doing that? What is that? Sometimes you gotta study it to the T. And sometimes even somebody can give you the blueprint, somebody will try to still add their own sauce that ain't been working their whole life and wondering why it still ain't working. But that's but they do that because they stole it and not just saying, How can I master this? And somebody going through it a step by step. But I just think that's a big misconception. And bruh, even with the conversation that we started off before we even recorded, man, and then to this, like, bro, this was something that I definitely, man, I'm glad I hit you up. I'm yeah, glad I hit yeah, you up, man. bro, because you really, 
you know, we were definitely discussing about going a different direction or <laughs> what I was talking about. But like, we, we, we went definitely. We went to the rabbit we, hole. We, we went deep and we've been in the rabbit hole since seven o'clock. We just gave this time of the mic, bro. Right. We, but before we got on the mic, we was deep in the rabbit yeah. hole, man. But this was nice, bro. Yeah. And this ain't your last time. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's not your last time. I'm telling you anytime. But I want you. everybody, man, to, I'm definitely fucking with you when it comes to the um the no the nonprofit when it comes to kids, bro. Let me know what you got going on. I want to be involved in that only because these kids need mentors like us, but also man of teaching these kids adult how to be adults. Because a lot of them 14, that is the most crucial years of their life. Oh, yeah. After the teenage of 13 going into 18, we need to start preparing these kids to because high school and school, the system is not putting them where they need to be. We can't trust them to raise our children at this point. Well, I just I just had a five month year old. and, And that's crazy because, you know, after we know now, like we look at our parents and we realize that, again, they only know what they were taught. But we have a wider range of of getting it right. Um, but I want to definitely get with you on that, man. Please keep me posted on a definitely. lot of things. But before we head out, I want you to give everybody the rundown on how to find you, with what, when did you do, when do you do your events, how to book you, give them all the rundown before we, we get out of here. Definitely, definitely. Well, again, starters, man, appreciate you having me. Um, this was really good. I mean, sometimes I, even as a business owner, we, we don't really sometimes have this space to kind of be open and kind of just talk like I want to. So I've been wanting to just have a, a just an open dialogue conversation anyway. So I'm telling you, anytime you want me, I'm telling you I'm here. It ain't nothing. But um, definitely, guys, uh, like I told you all originally, um, we're the first of its kind. So we're all social media restaurants. So literally the only time you ever know that we're open is if you follow us. So, um, again, I'll give you our IG. I'm on Instagram. You follow us at W-I-N-G, the letter N-I-T-S-A-V. And then on Facebook, you can follow us at W-I-N-G, the letter N-I-T, Savannah. And um, we, we actually got an event coming up this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, not sure when this will post, but uh, the next couple of Saturdays, if y'all look at uh, my my actual page, um, you'll see that we got a lot of different stuff coming up. Um, we got stuff that I would say the best way to to express what we do is we're like experienced dining. Mm-hmm. So one week it'll be like a karaoke and paint. The next week it can be a disc golf tournament. The next week after that, it'd be a car show. Week after that it can be an open mic, you know? So week after that, I'll be probably getting you drunk at a distillery. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, I would say if you're ever looking for something new and fresh to do in Savannah, um, definitely just go check out the page on random times like that. But uh, yeah, other than that, um, like I said, this won't be the last time I come uh, for sure. Uh, and like I said, I appreciate you having me, man. Man, hey, I, you sent, I sent you a message. You seen what I said. You, you trusted the vision. And all it was was you just used to come on the podcast. But more so, like I said, it's for us to chop it up, man, yes, and sir. have this dialogue for everybody, man. But I did not know until now this conversation how far along and how knowledgeable you are in the business and, and how much i can learn from you and shit nigga you came on this platform i told you to lead it 
you did, but I'm talking about I'm around here taking notes on shit that you saying, like, for real, for real, yeah. like, this is what we need. Definitely. And just because you came here, bro, don't mean that you can't teach me nothing. Yeah, definitely. Because that's why I want people to come here and talk more than me. Like, this is probably that's the first real. episode that somebody just can completely just led this shit and turned their own episode. But like I told you, I told you we was going to go somewhere <laughs> else. I just wanted you to start it off with y'all. But bro, like, you got me so intrigued on the information you was giving me. And yeah. I was like, fuck what we was about to talk about. Yeah. That's not where we need to go. And this is what the people here. I appreciate that. And I'll definitely be um, getting in touch with you and definitely keep in touch. Not I'm getting in touch, you. but keep in touch with yeah. you, bro. For real. I'm here for you. And um, just like I said, this, I'm going to always support you because we we go back. All I ask is, man, for everybody, you know, that I know I, I, I make sure they come fuck with you. This is the reason why I told you to come here. First of all, this is my way of getting it out quicker, too, without me having to randomly go to one by one. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So this is my way of when you say, hey, man, put the word out. Bring your ass to that the platform. Connection. Bring, that, bring it to the yeah. platform. So now, all I ask you in return is, man, is let people know about the content, man, and, and the movement that I'm I'm, I'm presenting to everybody that's because right. it's all about just helping and, and getting us to just come together. So that's all I ask of you on, on, on the turn in, man. And we're going to get together. So guys, hey, man, I hope you definitely enjoyed what we gave y'all today, man. And this this was a powerful message by my dog, you know, Kenneth Crochet. And, um, Appreciate you having me. And guys, uh, again, you are in the Grab a hole, and this is the FWM podcast. Fuck with me. Now we can't get higher for jobs, cause we ain't had the right names. Needed protection from cops, that's why they formed gangs. Put us in these neighborhoods and gave us cocaine. Mass incarceration, slavery, still we got chains. And swearing up and down that the treatment equal. I done seen part one, I promise I won't be the sequel. You never know who listen to your music, wanna be you. If you get pulled over, that's something that I need to teach you. Like keep your hands on the wheel. Don't ever look back, ask for license and registration. Don't reach too far. Fast, Cause they're the schedule and they probably have to pull out they get If you offended, make a change As a matter of fact, don't ever try to profit off my blackness Act like we better off as a team I done seen your tactics, poor acting Nobody black retires with a good name They don't care about us And that's word to Michael Jackson I'm a nigga to you All the society is doing is leeching off the ghetto I'm nothing but a nigga they to the you They for their pain, for their sorrow, for their culture, for their Said I'm nothing but a nigga to what you. I'm nothing but a nigga to you. This morning I had the thought that popped up in my head About America, I can't keep it to myself So I'm just gonna tell it, bro, why they trying to play God When they just the law And tell me what type of Christian gon' wanna burn the cross And claim that the KKK isn't a hate group But if you black the noose around your neck, they hang you Get them aside the defense, I bet they can't choose Holding on to their racism, something they can't lose If I was a school shooter, maybe you'll have more empathy And maybe you'll stop me at Burger King Maybe if I was white, then your eyes will have more visibility That I'm playing the cards, you dealing me And this ain't healing me If I do something tragic and claim I have mental illness Then the case ain't closed, I'm being tried If I'm white and claim I have mental illness I do no time, say they see humans, not colors But they be lying, we some niggas to you um, When I, when we, I spoke to the investigators, they interviewed me this morning And I, I, they got we 
doing nothing but some niggas to do. Nothing but some niggas to you. I'm